You're listening to the Really Useful Podcast with a tech podcast for technophobes. I'll be honest, I just did a little air dance to that. (laughs) Uh, My name's Christian Corley, that you hear cackling is Gavin Phillips. This is a really useful podcast from MakeUseOff.com. We're here to help guide you through technology. This isn't a tech podcast for techies. It's a tech podcast for the average Joe or Jill. It's the tech podcast for technophobes. And uh, this week we are looking at, well, buying consoles because there's, whether or not there's a sale on or there's a new uh, new console imminent, but buying consoles is not as straightforward a job as you might think it is. Now, as we record this, it is November 2020, and we are awaiting the arrival of the PS5, aren't we, Gavin? It is. It's right on the right on the cusp of delivery. In the next few days, it's going to be hitting the shelves in all the major retailers. That's right. Now, uh, currently, it's sold out in all the major retailers, so only people with uh, pre-orders at this stage. It might change later on today. It might change in a few days' time because usually, what happens when this when when the quote unquote sold out, uh, they managed to find a few thousand units for the actual day. But you know, we'll see how or the day after. But we'll see how it turns out. Uh, regardless, obviously, it's been. Uh, slight logistic issues in 2020 so that might not be the case this time around the the current status of consoles is interesting isn't it because with the ps5 and the uh, xbox one x or the xbox x right we'll start there what is the new xbox called the xbox new xbox is the xbox series x series X. that's it yes they they haven't done uh, a great job microsoft they're usually pretty good when it comes to the xbox with naming and keeping things very straightforward but with the the this new Xbox and the secondary and tertiary versions of the Xbox One, there's been a bit of confusion over the naming, hasn't there? Yeah, absolutely, because there's also the secondary Xbox, which is the Xbox Series S, which is like the smaller sibling to the main Xbox Series X. So the Series S is going to come with slightly less great specs than the main Series X, um, but it's still expected to run games very very high quality um 1440p which is like the next size up from your standard 1080p mm-hmm. television at very very high frame rate so no, still really really good quality so as i say we're at the we're at this strange point where we're in a transition between current gen and next gen aren't we so we've got the xbox and we've got the ps we've got the xbox one and we've got the ps4 and we're moving on to the xbox series x and the PS5, and then in the background, we've still got the we've still got Nintendo using previous gen tech, and yet, but with beautiful results in terms of playability and gameplay and fun and all that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The connectivity you get from the Nintendo Switch, uh, I think, is almost unparalleled, isn't it? That yeah. you can walk up to anybody on the street and play a game with them as long as they've got the same game. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing else does that. And then you've also got this other kind of there's a there's a kind of a, a, a substrata of consoles uh, where you've got the the retro revival consoles, and you've got the new Atari VCS console, which is kind of like a Linux mm-hmm. console uh, with some games built into it, classic Atari games and updates, and a, a whole online store ready for buyers to tap into. Um, so, but buying a console is probably as difficult now as it's ever been, isn't it? With so much choice. Yeah, definitely. I think 
like you say, when you've got so much choice, you're actually having to sift through quite a lot of information to get to figure out which platform is going to suit you best. There's not that initial straight up feeling of because I had a PS4, I will now have a PS5 because you're not sure of backwards compatibility, if your controllers are going to work, if all your other peripherals are going to carry over and all that sort of stuff. So if you spent money on one platform, you, you obviously do want to continue with it, but it might not always be the case. What is the backwards compatibility scenario with the PS5, since that's the, the, the first one that's coming along? Can, would I be able to play a PS4 game on a PS5? Yeah, um, so there's actually only a very small list of PS4 games that won't work with the PS5. Um, I think there's 10 or, or 12 games that, that aren't going to make the jump. The rest of them, um, you'll be able to put all of your discs straight up into the PS5 uh, and they will work. The other thing with the PS5 is you've also got uh, PlayStation, what was it, PlayStation Now, which is sony's online game streaming service and that will give you access to i think five or six hundred different games maybe even more from the ps3 and the ps2 era um, and they will all work on the playstation 5 but the only downside to it is you don't necessarily get the power of the ps5 in those games they won't have their frame rate unlocked so it won't look as majestic as a playstation 5 game as you would expect you know if you're playing a playstation 2 game that's now 2003 like quite old in terms of gaming technology so you're not going to see a massive uptick in quality but at least you'll be able to play it on your new console i think in terms of uh, games that are nearly 20 years old from the same that are designed for the same platform or a previous version of that platform. There is a, the whole retro gaming thing from sort of like post two thousand. There is a kind of feeling, isn't it, that it should work, whether it does or not. As often in the case with the Xbox, you can play original Xbox games through um, Xbox Live or whatever its current name is, um, and the same with Xbox three sixty games. But you know. W- w- when it comes to computer games, it's, it's another matter entirely. If you're on a desktop computer or a laptop and you want to play a game from 1990 or even from 2000, you're looking at a very different operating system. And although the hardware that you've got is has absolutely no problem running the game, there are various things in your way and it all gets a bit messy, which is why I think the console option for gaming... For, with all titles, it's a lot. It's a lot more streamlined and safe, isn't it? I mean, it's either play on the current gen or just head along to a thrift store and buy an old console, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well uh, as you're kind of alluding to there, as with a PC, you are kind of blessed with options as well. So, like you say, if you want to fire up a game from 1990 on your PC, there's any number of ways you can do that. Um, Absolutely, but it's not it's not clean cut though, is it? It's not a case of just like no. bang it on and it runs. You've got to do a mess around. You may maybe install uh, the, um, the 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 uh, the DOS box to run all DOS yeah. games, or run a, run Windows ninety five or ninety eight in a virtual machine, or any any of those things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, console gaming. I've I've, uh, I've always had a kind of love hate relationship with console gaming, uh, re- really until I got the Xbox. One. Um, prior to that, I was running just running into problems with consoles, not, either not being as flexible as I wanted them to be, or 
finding that actually the PC hardware had improved since I bought the consoles. I went back to PC games and all that mm. sort of thing. Um, as as we approach a new generation, do you think that is, is that still a problem? Do you think? I think is it a bigger problem always... now? Sorry, could it be a bigger problem now? Well, I think there's always an issue when you look when you compare consoles to PC gaming. PC gaming is always going to have, for me at least, an inherent advantage in that if a new graphics card comes out, you can upgrade your PC. So we've just had the release of a load of new NVIDIA and AMD graphics cards, and they all look fantastic. If you've bought into the PlayStation 5 or whatever, <clears throat> you're guaranteed a level of quality, absolutely. But as you get towards the end of that generation, does the quality then start to drop off, especially in comparison to the latest developments in the PC world? Yeah. So the G the GPUs in the in the PlayStation Five, for example, um, are based upon some of the latest AMD graphics cards that you would find in a PC. But as generation between consoles is getting longer and longer really um those generational steps do sort of feel like they're getting smaller okay i'll hit this button here bear with me a sec so um whether you're heading into Christmas or a birthday or you've spotted a sale on Amazon or any of those things, there's a very good chance that you're thinking, am I going to treat myself or my loved one to a console? Now, we obviously can't tell you which one to buy. However, we can help you choose which ones to buy. Many people just look at Xbox and PlayStation in particular and think, there's a games console, I'll buy it. But there is more to it than that, isn't there? I think there definitely is a bit more... A little bit more nuance to it, I, I think. I guess one of the things, especially if you're going in early, is you want to know what games you can get yeah. at the start. So what games is the PS5 going to launch with? And you're looking at things like God of War, um, Bloodborne, and things like that. Uh, and you go way up with the Xbox release games, which all of them are uh, escaping my uh, memory at the moment. <laughs> um but you want to figure out when you open that box. So say you manage to get one between now and Christmas, you're opening it up on Christmas Day. What games are you going to be giving your family or loved one to, to play on that day? So which suits them? And have you got games, older games that you want to continue playing? If you've got saved games, they can move over to the new console um, and continue playing them anyway. I think um, launch games are important, aren't they? But also exclusives. Yeah, yeah things like your Gran Turismo's, which for many is a fantastic racing game, but it's a massive seller on the PS5 because it is one of the one of the best, you know. So that's always a good 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 shout. Okay. Any games caught your eye? Well, I, I'm kind of not so much for me. My my son's like a big Spider-Man fan, so that's uh... that's an obvious draw. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get a PS5, though, so I don't know. I, 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 it's all up in the air at the moment which way we're going to go. 
So but, um, this, the Spider-Man thing is a big draw. And also this the previous Spider-Man game as well, again, uh, on the PS4. So, I mean, that might be the angle we go. But then it, at the same time, we've got the Stadia, call it a virtual games console, I suppose, because it's, uh, it's remote. It's hosted on the remote server that you um, connect to over the internet and through your TV or through your computer or even through a mobile device. And there's a ton of really good games coming out on there at the moment. Um, some exclusive or some launching on there alongside other platforms and some that have been out for a while and moving on to Stadia. And I don't know, is is there a chance that the old Spider-Man game might end up on Stadia? Don't know yet. So it's, uh, yeah, um, it's all up in the air. It's, it's difficult to choose. And, you know, two is difficult to choose enough. But when you've already got existing choices... And then you've got the uh, you've got the switch dangling in the background as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as well as this, you think I mean, we've got the prospect of uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up towards the end of this month, mm-hmm. November. Um, so you're going to see inevitably see some deals for the previous generation for the PlayStation Four and the Xbox Series One. So if you're not desperate for like the latest, latest and greatest in technology, and you still want to play brilliant games at a very 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 high level of graphics and you know enjoyment you can always just spring for one of these deals that are inevitably going to happen as, as retailers start discounting their old stock that they they're going to want to start getting rid of to start getting the new stock in aren't they yeah absolutely i'm um, speaking of prices uh ps5 prices are known in the xbox one x xbox series x um prices um, yeah so the ps5 is going to be 500 dollars at release uh and i think the xbox series x is about the same if i'm not mistaken um there's also the digital edition of the playstation 5 which is device. it comes with uh it doesn't come with an optical drive so you don't use any discs with it it's purely download only and that's either fifth $50 cheaper, I think. Right, okay. And the actual console itself weighs half a kilo less and is slightly shorter. Because I don't know if you know this, the PlayStation 5 is a fairly uh, large piece of machinery. Mm. Um, it stands 390 millimeters high, so 39 centimeters, you know, which it's pretty big for a console these days, yeah, you know. Is, the, yeah. the Xbox Series X in comparison. It's a PC tower. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. It's humongous. And so the Xbox Series X is 301, which is you know, still substantial, 30 centimeters, but, you know, nearly 40 centimeters. So it comes with its own stand as well. So you can have it, the PlayStation 5, this is, you can have it freestanding. Yeah. Um, but I've been reading some early reviews from people that have already got their hands on it, reviewers. And they said, you can do that, but you absolutely shouldn't because it will fall over. It will topple over at some point. So you've got to lay it flat? Well, you can lay it flat or it, can, it comes with like a, an inbuilt extra stand. So you can stand it tall and proud if you want. But you shouldn't stand it up without the additional stand because sure. it, it will fall over. Fall over. Okay. Um, one, one of the uh, things that we've kind of uh, danced around is, is the uh, Nintendo Switch. And there's obviously there's the main Nintendo Switch, and then there's the, uh, the the kind of, for want of a better phrase, the handheld Nintendo Switch, which doesn't have removable controllers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I mean, 
when you've got a PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, or an Xbox Series X, or an Xbox Series 1, you kind of have this sort of supposition that it's very much a gamer's console, isn't it? And a lot of it is either single-player games or online multiplayer rather than local multiplayer. And that and that, that, that whole world of family fun that you have with a Nintendo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the kind of local multiplayer thing that I think anybody of a certain age, God, sound like an old old person now. In my day, <laughs> being, in my being young day. and getting around the console. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I do think a lot of that because of the you know the advent of online multiplayer. It's you don't necessarily need to have all your mates around to play on the same console at the same time. It's just, it's unnecessary, but there's, is a magic that you do get from doing that. And Nintendo, the Nintendo switch and Nintendo consoles of the past, you know, of course, are very, very much aware of this and very much still go for that. You know, that you can be with someone playing the same game and very much in the moment together in the same room, which is really nice. Particularly the Wii, the Wii U a little bit different, but uh, particularly the Nintendo Wii, which is you know it's obviously one of the greatest consoles developed. I mean, the, the, the sales on it were mind blowing at the time. Yeah, they've only they've only just recently, haven't they, closed the Wii store? I think yes, last, yeah, in the last, in the last twelve months or so. Yeah. So yeah. that shows the longevity of that that platform. And you know, talking of the Nintendo Switch, you just some of the games on it uh, have been some of the best games of the last 10 15 years you know think of the last zelda uh, was it breath of breath of the wild uh was an absolute smash hit the mario kart mario kart 8 absolutely fantastic super smash bros is always always a good shout and of course like the uh was it oh the one with the animals animal crossing yeah you know you still see twitter people asking if they've got the price of uh, turnips Turnips? I think it's turnips that they want. They want turnips. Um, and so that still goes on. So despite the behemoths of the PlayStation 5 and, and Xbox Series X, the Nintendo Switch is still going really strong. And in many ways, it's probably more family-friendly mm-hmm. than the alternatives. Yeah, we've, um, we've talked about the Switch and the PS5. When we talked about the uh, new Xbox and in terms of its backwards compatibility, as well um what's going on there because obviously with the uh, I, I know using an xbox one that i can play old games so just multiplayer games that just spring to mind from xbox 360 era xbox one era xbox original era um they're all available um through um xbox gold and some of them are good uh, multiplayers there's a few good car games in there that you can uh, gather on the uh, tv with with the controller each um, is that going to carry on into the Xbox Series X? Yeah, absolutely. So the Xbox Series X, uh, you can play all Xbox One generation games on the new console. So that's that's brilliant. Yeah. And then the Xbox Series X and the Series S um, will have compatibility with over 500 games from the... 360 mm-hmm. um and 39 from the original xbox um lineup it's not loads but 
like we said earlier, like it's the the Xbox now is is quite ancient technology, the yep. original Xbox. So being able to fire up, you know, forty odd of these games on your new console is great. The one thing I will add, actually, um, which I didn't get to in the PS5 bit, is that there are some issues with PS5 controller compatibility. So the PS5 comes with all new DualSense controllers. They look really nice. They're really flash. They've got some nice features in, like responsive force feedback and, and whatnot. So they're really nice, but they will only work with PS5 games. You won't be able to use them with your PS4 games. And likewise, your DualShock 4 controllers, which you got with your PS4, will not work with ps5 games on the ps5 control um console so you'll be able to put your ps4 game in but you must use your ps5 controllers so going back to the xbox series x there's no control restrictions for the xbox platform so your xbox 360 and your xbox one controllers will work with the new xbox series x console that's pretty clear. Um, pricing then for games, what's the difference there? Um, I think they're fairly similar, to be honest. Uh, as far as I can tell, the price of new console games. I mean, as a, almost an exclusive PC gamer, the price of console games seems very expensive <laughs> to me. You don't get the same sort of epic deals as you do on the pc i think you know we've been sort of blessed and <laughs> by steam and those platforms competing with each other i basically uh, buy one console game a year <laughs> yeah <laughs> and play it through to 110 <laughs> percent. yeah 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 completely <laughs> i think there's something in that though so i've got hundreds upon hundreds of games that I've never played. Mm, mm. And, you know, probably hundreds more that I've played 5% of. Yeah. Because there's always something new and shiny to play that costs, you know, like five quid, five dollars. You don't, I mean, you do still get the enjoyment, but you don't feel the compulsion to sit and play for hours and make sure you get through every single bit. Now, I know some of our colleagues do. Ben uh, Stegner, who comes on the podcast with you, uh, is a real stickler for getting to 100% in his games. Mm -hmm. um, so some people do still do that, but uh, I think it's becoming less and less. I have played some uh, lovely games on Steam that I've got through chance on a Humble Bundle or whatever, mm. and they have, and I've ended up playing them for hours and hours and hours and played paid very little for them, simply because they were very good games. On the other hand, I've bought console games and absolutely hated them. Yes, it's it's a really difficult balance to get right, and if if you've you know sixty dollars, I don't is that what they are sixty dollars in the US? I mean they're like fifty sixty pound in the UK. Yes, the sixty dollars. Yeah, and... that's a lot of money to pay if you're not going to be happy with it. And sure, you can probably sell it on if you're uh, not keen on the game, but you're still not going to get your original outlay back. No, absolutely, um, especially as more and more game stores are sort of closing down Phys physical game stores i mean yeah being forced into to online online sales so the secondary resale market for digital games is obviously zero because you can't do it 
because it's tied to your name, account, console, etc. So it's not like the harking back to the good old days again, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you go down and sell your games at the market or whatever. So you just don't really do that anymore. No, no, very rare. Unless you've got old gen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's another plus for for old gen games, and you can pick them up for for pennies really these days, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I, I, well. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole different conversation that we're not going to get into, otherwise we're going to run over time. I spend, <laughs> I spend way too long on eBay looking at old games consoles, but we'll leave it there. Um, okay, and how does the price of a uh, Nintendo Switch game compare with uh, PS5 or Xbox? Um, so the Nintendo problem? Switch games, um, they have decreased slightly in price, but considering now the Switch has been around for a few years... The first-party titles especially still cost quite a bit. I don't know the exact price, but I know they're not cheap. They're cheaper than PS5 and Xbox, but they're not they're not cheap. But there's a quite a decent um, indie scene with the Nintendo Switch. Like right. you were saying, with the humble, humble Bundle games, you might find a few gems that are a bit cheaper, games that you really like playing. Um and you will find Nintendo Switch games in your local game store. You know, you can get second-hand games. So so it is worth yeah. always checking out your local game shop. Nintendo Switch as well, you kind of feel that maybe paying $50, $60 for a fun-for-all-the-family game isn't a massive problem compared to paying that for a game that you're going to be playing on your own. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. There's definitely something about an outlay for all the family, isn't there? Yeah, you can you can justify it. Yeah, it's like a day out, isn't um, it? Yeah, exactly. You know, a re- rainy day where you're stuck indoors for eight hours or whatever, and you've got a solid eight hours of entertainment. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've looked at the uh, Xbox Series X, the PS5, and Nintendo Switch, and a few of the uh, other things that are dancing around in the background. The Atari VCS probably is the the one other thing that's going to make some noise over the um, coming year or so of uh, the, the first the first stage of the next generation. But it, it's a it's a very different proposition hardware wise. It's more like a PC than anything else. Uh, so and and that's really kind of a retro focused thing with an, a heavy Atari flavor. So you'd probably avoid that in many cases unless retro and atari are very much your thing um and you've also got the google stadia option which of the streaming solutions and we did a podcast about streaming which we'll link you to in the show notes about games game streaming um the stadia is very much feels the one that is most like a console out of all the streaming platforms whereas the others are more pc gaming related yeah um outside of the um, microsoft's uh uh, environment. If I'm going to put you on the spot now, which one are you going to buy? Um, I would probably go for the Xbox Series X. I've always been more of an Xbox gamer since, since switching over from the PS2 way back in the day. Um, the Xbox Series X does just nudge it in terms of specs. Slightly better CPU, slightly better GPU. Um, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with whatever console 
they buy this time around. They're very similar in terms of their specs and output. And whatever happens, there's going to be fantastic games on both platforms. So don't get drawn into the PlayStation versus Xbox fanboy and girl battles because it's just not worth it. They're going, but they're both going to be brilliant platforms. Yeah, that's that's always uh, something that happens and always something that can can sway you one way or the other when it probably shouldn't, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's not worth it, you know. And, you know, if you feel desperate that you want to get the alternative platform, if you buy one, you can wait until towards the end of the generation, console generation, and pick one up a lot cheaper. Or there's always going to be someone on the other side that wishes they'd bought the opposite console as well. You can find someone to swap with try it out what have you and the other thing is just just wait for the reviews of games wait for benchmarking reviews and wait to see how the games that you actually really really want to play on these platforms how they actually look and stand up to your expectations yeah in reviews you know it's all very well and good rushing out like we said at the very beginning of the podcast like both of these consoles are completely sold out there may well be a small glut of new consoles hitting the market around black friday and i imagine the manufacturers are desperately trying to do that but they're going to be snapped up in an instant as well and anything that comes between now and you know christmas and onwards so if you've got time to wait and time to spare just look at reviews and figure out what's going to suit you best because each platform's got its own back end as well hasn't it you know the media side of it what can you stream on it you know what apps does the actual console have and all this sort of stuff so yeah absolutely. just take just take your time an important consideration and i mean in terms of review reviews check our guide to uh, online reviews our previous podcast on uh, interpreting online reviews and making sure that you're not being conned by them for some extra help there uh for me i think i may go towards the ps5 at the moment it's you see it's changed in just half an hour I've, <laughs> I'm now erring towards one, and I'll veer away from it again later on, no doubt. And you know, what, one of the things I'm thinking about here is the fact that um, Red Dead Redemption ended up on the PC, Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in, in one hand, I'm loath to actually go with a new console, and on the other hand, maybe I want to go for one where the game is almost never going to appear on any other platform. In which case, I'd be veering back towards the, the PS5. Uh, whatever, who knows? Uh, hopefully, we've. Um, helped you <laughs> oh god i do hope we've helped you um make your mind up about which console you're going to buy or at least clarify everything get rid of the nonsense that hangs around these consoles and guide you towards finding identifying the best device for you and your family uh that brings us to the end of this week's really useful podcast with me christian corley and him gavin phillips from make use of Com. This is the tech podcast for technophobes. Um, share us as widely as you can. Make sure that um, if there's anything that we shared with you that you think that your friends and relatives may benefit from, then you'll find us on all the big pl- um, podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon as well, and everywhere else that you find podcasts. Until next time, it's goodbye from us. Bye. Bye.